Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Come on. Come on, Roma. Roma! Roma! Champions League Soccer. Red Heat and Rage. Gabriel Morenzi. Sit alongside the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Champions League uh, soccer continues. Major League Baseball going on as we speak right now. NBA basketball, the same hey. NHL hockey. A lot of stuff to break down. You got it. We got golf too, DFS, all sorts of stuff, buddy. Lou from Gamblue.com will join us as will Mark Lawrence. I wish we made just one bet in the last week. The over in this damn soccer game. Yeah, it's easy to say. Uh, yeah, it sure is now. Easy to say right now, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, eleven. Uh, a lot, lot of goals scored between these two. Yeah, eleven goals combined <laughs> in a game and a half so far between uh, Roma and uh, Liverpool. Two-two right now, and of course Liverpool won the first leg of uh, this five-two. Two. Yep, exactly. They won five-two. Uh, so um, Roma's got work to do. Roma needs another three goals in thirty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, the, the total was two and a half, but it was minus uh, two fifty. But it really was a pure. You can never use the term lock because we all no. know for every lock there's a key. There sure is, buddy. But with these teams who don't play defense. As close to a lock as you're going to get. So I played uh, two plays on this. I took Roma at plus 162, and I took the over three and a half at plus 101. Great play. So I'm Alternate so, line. I'm playing with house money right now. I break even already because I've got the uh, the over, and now I just need a goal from Roma to cash a plus 162 uh, ticket. And like we said, they're down 5-2, so they can win this match 3-2 and still not advance. <laughs> All right, so Mark, Mark Lawrence uh, will join us uh, today. Yeah. Lou from Gamblu. Is going to step up and in. Uh, Tony Sincata joins us a little bit later on. A lot of DFS, as Cam alluded to. Wells Fargo Golf uh, as well, Cam. You've got some. Do you, you have a. I got a lie for you. Yeah, I got a lot of. Ice, ice cold six pack for you. <laughs> hey, my six pack is. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like you in the NASCAR. I get, uh, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm always uh, on the oh. second or third beer. I never get the, never get the winner, Gabe. Never get the champagne. I always get top five guy. It seems to be Roma. every week. No, no, Romo close. Yeah, I'll give you a nice cold six-pack. El Shashari. El Shashari couldn't bury it. Looked like a handball there. Oh, off somebody's face, too. Lots, yeah, of, bo- lots say, of body parts. You can say you have some hot picks and a nice ice-cold six-pack. <laughs> I could use an ice-cold six-pack. So pack could I, buddy. Too. I could use an ice-cold beer. Like, can we talk about uh, we talk about Mark Grace and Slump Busters? I think that's what we need uh, right now. We should just call some, uh, some heavy-set hookers. <laughs> And uh, get blasted, like live on the air. <laughs> All right, we'll just bring the hookers on the show, get drunk, and loosen things up here a little bit. Because let's put it this way. What we're doing isn't working for us. No, it's not. It's not working. Sort of like Ted DiBiase. I'll get, uh, I'll get religious here, Cam. You know the million-dollar man. I sure do. Yeah, he partied hard, right, uh, in the early days, but he found God. 
And uh, Ted DiBiase, you see him sometimes at late night. He's on with like, yeah, he's on Christian Television Network. Yeah, he yeah. likes to give a speech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, he, you know, he likes to spread the gospel. <laughs> so I guess Ted DiBiase walked into a hotel bar, and uh, there was a guy sitting there alone, and he was looking kind of depressed, and he's drinking in the hotel bar. And Ted DiBiase sits down, starts talking to the guy, and uh, he asked the guy, are you religious at all? And he goes, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm not religious at all. And he goes, I don't believe in that crap. And Ted DiBiase tells him, how's that working out for, for you? you? And gets up and walks away from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of like George yeah. Costanza. Like, would it really be wrong for us to do the opposite of everything? And I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, sports pits. I'm just talking about in life. You know, pretty much I am George Costanza. Most of the decisions that I have made in my life have been wrong. From the pair Not of, all. From the pair of shoes I buy. Really? Yeah, from the pair of shoes I buy. I thought you liked those shoes. To the orange shoes from the grocery store. Yeah, well, from the choice of peanut butter. It's been one light. One big disappointment. <laughs> it's like John Gotti said. You know John Gotti, the, uh, the mop kingpin. It's a big movie coming out about him evidently soon. Uh, John Gotti, so, you know, John Gotti was responsible for whacking, like, literally hundreds of people oh, yeah, for through sure. Sammy the Bull Gravano. Um, and so, you know, he, he whacked all the other mob bosses in New York. And, like, he just took over. Yep. You know, pretty much the most legendary crime figure in, in New, York, uh, New York mob lore's history. So he gets pinched. And when he got pinched, Kevin, when he went to jail, actually, he went to jail. Ta- tax evasion? Wasn't it, was, it tax evasion? No, no, it was murder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was bad paperwork. No, it's not Al Capone. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Al yeah. Capone. <laughs> Trying to lighten it up, Maretzi. No. <laughs> no, Sammy the Bull Gravano testified that John Gotti ordered him to kill, like, 200 people. Um, so John Gotti gets life in prison, all right? And, they, you know, it's, it's actually fascinating uh, because he um, he was very, very smug during the trial and stuff. And uh, basically, he paid, he bought the judge and the jury off. Nice. So he, he got was, the money. Yeah, yeah. But so one day, like in the middle of the middle of the, the case, they're like, yeah, we changed judges and juries. And Beautiful. You could just see him like, son of a <laughs> He's bitch. losing his mind. Uh, he knew that he's like, all right, I'm, I'm starting to get a little, you know, I'm, they're closing in on me here. So anyways, the, 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 the story here, Cam, is he's arrested. They tell him, all right, you're done. You're going to jail for the rest of your life. So he leaves the courtroom, and he's in cuffs, and he's in the elevator. And they're taking him, like, to the van type thing. And he knows he's never going to be a free man ever again. And he looks over at the guard, and he goes, you know, all I wanted was a good tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> it sounds like a stanza. And then he said to the guy, he goes, I never got one. Like that, like to add it all up, being like the the, the Tony Soprano of yeah. New York, the biggest crime boss just, on the just East Coast, just wanted a call quality sandwich. To having everything and you know total control, the most feared man in the city, couldn't find in his entire life. And the thing is, Kim, he used to send his uh, stooges out to find the sandwich, <laughs> and they'd come back like with multiple tuna salad sandwiches never, every day. Never got it right. He never found the no. one that he liked. I like it's it. Amazing. It's the little thing. It's the little thing. He's Marazzi. going to jail forever because they said to the guards, "What did he say to you?" He goes, "Strange." He goes, uh, "All I wanted was a tuna sandwich, and I never found a good one." <laughs> and that's it. They gave him life in jail and like a two hundred thousand dollar fine. 
And I guess he told them. He yeah. said, "I'm not good, good luck paying." Yeah, he yeah. said, "I'm not paying the yeah. fine. What are you going right. to do?" Yeah, I'm in jail. I'm in jail. You get one or the other. He said, and "This is not column A and B. You get one." He accepted. What a joke! He accepted it. He accepted it. It, uh, it all comes together actually, Cam. Because when I lived in Hollywood, when I lived in Hollywood in the late '80s, early '90s, um, you know, it was more of a you know. Blacks and whites didn't really hang around. Like you know, it was yep. very, very more, even more polarized. It was the gang era and stuff. Yep. But I became buddies with this uh, this security guard at the Holiday Inn because he bet on sports. It always seems to be us meeting a guy who works at a hotel who yeah, bets exactly. on sports, like Billy the Doorman at yeah. the Hyatt. Guys at hotels yeah. like to bet on sports. It's true. So, <laughs> so yeah, I meet this guy and a great guy, Kevin. Hung out with him for a couple of years and stuff in Hollywood and. You know, Hollywood is a hideous bitch guy. So, anyways, he was actually from Illinois, and uh, he became a prison guard at the prison where John Gotti died. Wow. John Wayne Gacy's there, too. Still. <laughs> Joliet, Illinois. Yeah, jo- jo- Joliet, Illinois. Yes, yes. That's where they put, like, the real... Hardened, hardened, hardened criminals. Yeah, yeah like, real like, hardcore. I think the dude, uh, I think our boy David Sweat... I think after uh, they caught him, they moved him to Joliet. Yeah. <laughs> after New Western New York, you're going to Illinois. <laughs> yeah, the Syracuse, the Syracuse warden was in over his head with David Sweat. They had to put him up. Uh, they had to put him up uh, in in Joliet. So you yeah, up, that's the moral yeah. of the story. All I wanted was yeah. a damn sandwich. Can't get it right now, Cam. We know that we've got uh, we've got charger issues with this computer. Oh, we do. That's why I haven't moved this computer in days because once it's plugged in and everything's fine, yeah, we're good to go. But yep. I incidentally just uh, kicked the cable. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> tick 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 tick. We're at a hundred percent. Okay, we're fine. We're fine then. We're 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 groovy. Everything's great. Yeah. Well, we should. Uh, I will say this: you bring up a really good point though, because I know a guy that's uh, gone to the clink recently, and uh, it, it's it's funny when <laughs> it's funny when they get out. It is the little things for them. Every, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's fun. It's just really interesting. Life is all about yeah. the little things. You, she said it, brother. Life is all about the little things. And uh, life is all about frustrations. It, it can be, yes. Which uh, leads us into uh, last night's basketball game with the Toronto Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And what I find even more frustrating, besides losing the actual money uh, on the basketball game, is having to see the gifts, the comments, the mockery, yep. the laughing. It's like uh, it's like Nelson Muntz. Ha ha. As, oh, the Toronto Raptors are chokers. The Toronto Raptors can't win in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry is a loser. DeMar DeRozan is a choker. Dwayne Casey sucks. The Toronto Raptors are a joke. We could go on and on and on. And unfortunately, the Raptors, the Raptors gave these people the ammunition, uh, Cam. An incredibly frustrating game. And I would say that, hey, listen, it's only one game in a series. But you can't overreact and panic. You know, it was a one-point basketball game that went to overtime. But the thing is, when you compound the past years of this unit experiencing failure in the playoffs, it's easy for people to get there. The Raptor players can't let it get there. They're going to have to find a way to win a game on the road, Cam. And, you know, it's going to be impossible yep. to, to go all the way to the NBA Finals without winning a game on the road. They're going to have to obviously win tomorrow, but it's incredibly frustrating. I'm not ready to bury the entire franchise yet. Like, I raged on the spot last night after the game. But I will say that if they do get swept or they do just fizzle out in this series right now. There will be super rage. 
there'll be super rage and there needs to be super change. I agree. I know. And this is the thing, though, Marenzi. You know, hey, and we both bit. Hey, the line seven. They're begging us to take Cavalier. My, see, I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, 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 no, uh, know uh, who uh, know who the big stupid catfish is? Six and a half. Yeah, I know they. Too. I know they are. Hey, knowing me, how stupid I am, I'm gonna bite again. Oh, it looks so tasty. I'm gonna tell you one thing though, man. The way they lost, LeBron came out in that game, even though he had the triple-double cold. They had multiple double-digit leads in the game. They let him back. That's the problem with this team. They had not just once, twice, thrice, a million times, Gabe. They scored 79 damn points in the first half, and then you let these guys come back. That's the issue that I have with Toronto. You had them on the ropes. LeBron wasn't even playing his best game, and you still lost the They game. always do this crap. They still lost the game. They always do this. They look good in the first quarter, yes. the first half of every game against Washington. And they take the pedal Pat, off the yeah. pedal. And, 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 they get careless. They turn the ball over. They don't know how to like go up twenty four and bury a team. No, that's what good teams do. You know what Golden State does? They 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 kill your will. You're up thirty, and then you don't even play anymore. And they just sit back and laugh and go, "You can't come back." And they had multiple opportunities. Yep. Who's screw LeBron's triple double game? You saw him. LeBron he, was he, one for. He, yeah, that's what I'm talking back. about. Exactly. He's not going to play any shittier than he did that game, and and he lost the game. So what does that tell you? Dude, LeBron only had 26 are... points, and he took 30 shots. Oh, it's ridiculous. LeBron missed numerous shots that he never misses. Exactly. Free throw at the end to give him a chance. Everything. like the, the And you can't blame it's... the referees for the loss. No, you it's can't. On the Raptors. No, I don't blame the there referees. There were some bad calls uh, against yep. the Toronto Raptors. But not, but not totally. LeBron got away with stuff, and we knew that coming in. But the Toronto Raptors brought it upon themselves. They sure did. And from a gambling perspective, really, really screwed me over. Same here, buddy. Game. I had them in every parlay. I, t- I laid the points, and I had them in my parlay. Too. So I was like, man, not only are they going to win on the money line, they're going to cover the point spread. Cost. And he overhit. So I'm like, man, we're going to hit the over. They're probably going to cover on the number. And we're going to hit this money line parlay with Golden State Warriors. And they blow the damn game. Buddy, I even had the Washington Capitals at plus 160 with Winnipeg, who came back from three goals down. All great, the Raptors had to do was win the damn game for $700 on the parlay. They can't even win. I don't care about with the seven points. Win the damn game. Ah, man, I, I, good luck. You're going there tomorrow night. I pray. I pray that this team comes out of the gate and finds a way to actually have some killer instinct and some teeth and to just bury these guys. But I don't know, man. Soft. Soft, soft, soft. I can't believe in Cleveland missing ro- rotational players, Gabe. Like, it's not going to, like, that was a perfect setup. Like, you couldn't have had the Cavaliers in a worse spot and you still lost. That's why people are going wild and you can't really blame them. It's not over, though. You got to win four games, but. Brutal start. Dwayne Casey is, is a horrible coach. Have you ever seen? He's overrated. He's like, so overrated. Have the Raptors man. ever freaking scored once out of a timeout? Never. Like, they come out of a timeout with about 57 seconds left in the game. They're down four. And what do they do? They pass the ball to Kyle Lowry. takes, like, this 26-foot three-point shot, like, right, right yep. away. Like a rush shot. Bad angle, rush shot. He's kind of sideways. Shoots it anyways. Late in the basketball game. They're only down one. DeMar DeRozan plays some great defense on LeBron. They get the ball. You're down one. All right? You're down one. And then, you know, this is on DeMar DeRozan, though. DeMar DeRozan is very good at taking it to the rack and getting fouls. Yep. And he's very good at just taking it to the, to the, to the basket. So there's 16 seconds left. They isolate everybody. They get DeMar DeRozan a basketball. That was a good move. DeMar comes into the paint. And instead of just shooting or trying to get fouled and instigate a foul, he he keeps going and he traps himself and then he pops it out. Yes, Fred yep. Van Fleet is wide open there. Fred Van Fleet came out and played in six weeks. Exactly. I don't think he hit one goddamn three-point shot no, he last didn't. night. He missed them all. His shot was way off. And then is this really the guy that we want, Van Fleet, taking a shot with the game on the line? 
You know, Cam, there's a reason why Van Fleet was open, like Pete Annapolis said. Yes. Because the Cavaliers are like, if you want Van Fleet to shoot for the game winner, go, go ahead, ahead and yeah. do it. If he hits it, who can, yeah, we're, we're just going to leave And then once again, Dwayne Casey gets outcoached by Ty Lue and the security guard in Section 107. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know this it's guy. Would, ridiculous. No, we give this guy credit, coach of the year, coach of the year. But you said the most important thing. Good coaches come up with plays after timeouts. Dwayne Casey's been the beneficiary of having good depth on the team. What's he really done, though, Marenzi? Like, as a coach, have you watched him coach, out-coach guys and win games? No. It's always been the players. So that's the thing. The he coach gets the credit for motivating him. He does a good yeah. job. No, he seems like a good guy. As, as a whole. But he's a horrible in-game coach. Yes, he can't he watches the, the runs from from the other teams. Cleveland's going on on these big runs. He doesn't do anything about no timeouts. it. Timeouts. And then Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas is a great offensive player. Beast. Look but, at the numbers. Know, but what happened in the last in the last eight minutes of the game? DeRozan and Lowry weren't even involved. They didn't even try. Like they weren't shooting every damn play. They they were giving it up to to JV. Yeah. It's like guys, you have to step up, up and to, take over exactly. here. Exactly. Incredibly frustrating loss. Listen, I'm going to save the rage a little bit. If they lose tomorrow, then they're going to go nuts. Then I'm going to go nuts, and it's going to be over. They're yes. not. They're not winning. Exactly. Like the, the the margin of error is already pretty freaking thin. Paper thin. Thinner than Ally McBeal. <laughs> She's thin. Bones. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah. A little Drake. Yeah. Now listen, Drake has bothered me over the years, and of course, oh Drake, big global ambassador to the Raptors. Show me one free agent that signed with Toronto due to Drake. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to Drake after, actually. But he needs to shut up, man. You know, he was running his mouth to John yeah. Wall. Now last night there was nearly a brawl after the game with Drake. Stop motivating the other team. Exactly. Bro. Like, you're running your mouth to these NBA players. Just, you know, we're going to get to the super fan. I've been down this road before. You know, look at Jack. Look at um, look at Jack uh, Nicholas. Nich- uh, Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Yes. I always get to do Jack Nicholson. Hey, the Golden the Bear. Golden Bear. No, both great. They're, they're both good. Both great. Both good. Craft. Great, great. Legends. Yeah. Legends yeah. in theater. So and, like Jack. And golf. Yeah, all you need to say is Jack. Jack and Jack. Jack. But look, yeah, look at Jack over there. Jack was never standing up like an idiot. No, Jack he, he was never, cool as a cucumber. He was never running his mouth to players on the other team. No. This goes back to Spike Lee. Yeah, good job, Spike. Remember Reggie Miller doing the yeah. old choke ah, thing after yeah. when, he, ding, when he hit ding, three three-point shots in six seconds. <laughs> yeah, who's choking now? Exactly. And John Wall talked about it, about how, yeah, Drake did piss him off, and Drake did uh, make him uh, play better. Now he's mouthing off to all the Cavs and Kendrick Perkins, and he's standing there with his security and his posse and his goon squad and stuff. 
It's like, dude, you're not on the Raptors. We're the ones that has to damn defend these guys. Exactly. After. Just shut up, bro. Yeah, let's bring in Mark Lawrence uh, right now. And I'm sorry, Mark. No. I'm sorry to criticize one of Mark's favorite artists. <laughs> yeah, Mark's got the Drake collection. Uh, yeah, because I know, I know uh, Mark has the complete Drake collection. Yeah, the, the Drake Bulldog collection, the basketball team for the <laughs> Missouri right. Valley Conference. That's, That's the only the Drake data, you know. The database is Drake Bulldogs. That's <laughs> Mark's like, Drake? What? Drake, Drake Bulldogs? No, no, I know. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> Drake University. Yes. <laughs> What about Seinfeld Drake? Do you know the Seinfeld Drake, uh, Mark? Hate the Drake? I don't know the Seinfeld Drake, no, but I did. No, no. I, uh, but I love Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, there's a Seinfeld episode. Hate about, the Drake. Yeah, hate the Drake. <laughs> hate the Drake. So we were talking about the collapse, and I'm a Toronto Raptor fan, so it's tough. And it's sort of like being a Cleveland Brown fan or something, and you're a Clevelander in Florida now, Mark, but in which basically the basketball world is laughing at the Toronto Raptors right now. And, I, you know... It's one game. They lost one game. They lost one freaking game, game one, to the LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers by one point. And there's full-out mockery, but this is where past failures come into play here, and they really brought it upon themselves, uh, didn't they, Mark Lawrence? They did. Uh, you know, And really no surprise to a lot of history buffs, just given the fact of how Toronto's really collapsed like a Kmart lawn chair in the basketball playoffs. <laughs> in the past and LeBron James being on the other side of the court. Uh, we mentioned this, I'm going to call this out in the coffee club tomorrow a little bit guys. And I'll, I'll share this with you about the LeBron James and uh, what he's meant to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but mostly in the postseason. but where he's been at his best has been in games against number one seeds in the playoffs. He's 38 and 17 to the spread. LeBron James, and he's kind of a player that you just don't want to lay points to with number one seeds. And, you know, yes, Toronto is a number one seed. I don't know if they're a worthy number one seed, but the bottom line is LeBron James just keeps capitalizing in situations like that. We thought that, yesterday. That, that's fair and accurate. We thought yesterday that it was, it, we went reverse psychology. We played yeah. uh, Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> We went, you know, we're like, why is it seven? Because, oh, they're they're baiting you. They're really wanting you to take Cleveland. And it looked as if all the Raptors could cover that basketball game. Sure did. But now we go right back tomorrow, uh, Mark, into game two. Same number, six and a half right now, game two. Well, LeBron James in his career is a dog of six or more against the Eastern Conference. Now eight and three to the spread, taking that many points. It's just uh the numbers are all stacked against Toronto here, and they're going to have to step up and do something that they haven't done in a long time, and that's grow a pair and show that they deserve to be a number one seed. I just don't they see it right ever. now. They've never ever, done. ever. Yeah. No, I mean, we're looking at the line market. Gabe and I, like, yeah, we fell for it like the big fish. You're like, oh, Vegas set it up exactly what he said, and now we're staring at it. Like, how do we not take? Like, I hate to say it, I know Toronto's a team, but how do you not take six and a half with Cleveland now? Because even if the Raptors get up fourteen, they always piss it away. They always piss it away. Yeah, we're not talking taking six and a half from Golden State or Houston. We're talking from the Toronto Raptors. Uh, it, it just doesn't, it boggles my mind. Uh, I know there's a perception that this is not a good Cleveland Cavalier basketball team, but nonetheless, uh, I just think uh, they're going to see a lot of money coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers here tomorrow just based on what they saw yesterday. The Toronto Raptors, uh, historically, I think it now it's 42-9. and 42-9. and nine. Uh, LeBron against the uh, the Toronto Raptors wow. overall, it's crushing. Yeah, he's now uh, nine and two in the playoffs against them. And the crazy thing is, LeBron really didn't even play that well. Last I night. know that's 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 the Missed scary thing. One for eight from three point yep. land. 
Man, he took 30 That was one of shots. his worst triple doubles ever. Like, he was I know. like 12 for 30 or something like yep. that from the field. He really and, struggled. And they win. Uh, the Raptors, like you said, they're going to have to grow a pair. It's gut check time. It really is. One thing we should note about the Raptors, though, guys, they always lose game ones in the series. Yep, that's true. They always do. I mean, they're, you know, they won against Washington. That was the first time in six attempts with this squad. Didn't play great in that game either. But, Mark, you're, you're always a maestro when it comes to playing series prices. And I told people, and it was hard for me because I'm a diehard Raptor fan, but when I saw the Raptors open up minus 225 on Sunday night, it was <laughs> lunacy. <laughs> it is lunacy. And I said, man, you got to take the Cleveland Cavaliers at plus 185 right now. Toronto always lose game ones. And then you can buy back Toronto after if you really wanted to at plus money. And that's exactly where we are uh, right now is the Toronto Raptors are suddenly plus 110 uh, in this series. Yeah, well, they're going to be plus 210 after the next game unless they play a little better brand of basketball, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately. But, you know, you talk about series prices and uh, I think where value lays. I bought the Boston Celtics at plus 350 against Philadelphia. I thought that line was just absolutely ridiculous. It's been about Boston Celtic basketball team that has gotten no respect at all this season. They've been home dogs on a few occasions here this year. They were a home dog to the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that, by the way, guys, that they were favored 24 last 25 times against until they played in game one. And I just think that that number was a bad number. Uh, I'm not going to be buying back Toronto here. We, if they go down 0-2 and this thing gets to be like Cleveland minus 250, that's going to be a consideration play uh, just simply from the standpoint that they're a number one seed. But I just, if I did it, I doubt I would cash my ticket. Go! Roma! Roma! Roma punches one in off the post. Tasty sauce. With about two minutes left. No celebration from them because no. they know they need two more goals. But, but you're celebrating? Celebration for me because I've got Roma at plus 162, uh, baby. We needed it after that Raptor debacle. Yeah, Roma at plus 162. This would be a nice, uh, a nice hit. It's Champions League soccer, Mark. It's one of the biggest soccer tournaments in the world. And uh, I have a team at plus 162 to win the game. And they were, it's tied at two, and they just scored with four minutes left. So I'm four minutes away from hitting a plus grinding. 162. You're grinding. Uh, and I put uh, I, I hit the over as well at plus 101. Beautiful. Alternate line at uh, over, uh, over three and a half. Yeah. All right. So you know what, guys? I actually Mark, think Mark Boston I, can win this. You jumped on a yeah, Celtics, yeah, too. Mark, I, we sound like twins. I did the exact same thing. I told Morenci, <laughs> when I saw minus. Yeah, you guys look like twins, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm just about 150 pounds bigger with no database. I, I, I saw the line, and it was a minus 575 for Philadelphia. I told Gabe, I go, that's, that's, that, that's insanity. Like, I don't care even if Philadelphia wins. Boston is getting no respect. What about Gabe, too, tomorrow? Yeah, and they're getting four points, Mark. It's, and Jalen Brown should be back. Wow. What about yeah, game two? Uh, it, it, well, you're looking at game two here. You're looking at Boston uh, dressing up as a home dog here again. The pressure, I think, is even more on Philadelphia this game, much like it'll be on Toronto in their game against Cleveland here. You have two failed favorites that are coming back as favorites here. I doubt seriously that both of these favorites are going to cash those tickets here because of the pressure that they're suddenly under here. I have to play at home here again with the Boston Celtics, take the points in that game as well. You look at tonight's yeah. game. You've got the Utah Jazz and the Houston Rockets. Uh, Mark's got some info for the uh, Jazz on the, in the coffee yeah. club. Well, Houston were all over yep. them in game one. But when it was all said and done, Utah showed their heart. They're they not going to quit. Everyone talks about Brad Stevens, but Snyder's a hell of a coach. I agree. Up there in Salt Lake City as well. And it was a tough spot for them. It, it really was. I mean, Utah coming off uh, an extremely physical and emotional series against Oklahoma City. There was the quick turnaround 
it wasn't surprising, Mark, that they walked into that uh, that ambush that they did against Houston. But I'm expecting Utah to play much better basketball tonight, and they're getting double-digit points. I like the points, and I like the over. Yeah, but almost an identical situation here tonight, guys, that we saw last night uh, uh, with the double-digit dog that lost by double digits in their first game. And that scenario, that's one of the best handicapping situations there is in the basketball playoffs. Basically because teams who are laying doubles for the second consecutive night who powdered a team the game before, they kind of tend to play down to their level. The other guy's a little bit hungry, a little bit pissed off, and he comes to play a lot harder. So the combination of those two factors gets you a much better effort from that double-digit dog the next night. That's the same case here with the Utah Jazz as well. Mark, I was really enjoying uh, the coffee club uh, baseball notes that you had, and we all know Steven Strasburg's an absolute stud, but uh, the stat you had, 11-0, and Moneyline wins in May when he starts, and I don't like, hey, minus 210 against uh, Ivan Nova for Pittsburgh, but man, this guy's been really bringing home the units early in the season. Uh, definitely worth some uh, parlays with the Nationals and Strasburg's being so dominant. Yeah, you know what? Uh, those two dollar and ten cent prices—they get to be a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit tough to do, tough to lay. So you can do one of two things here, guys. You can either put them into a parlay with another team that you feel is a really good looking play, or you could stay away from the dog, that being Pittsburgh in this baseball game here tonight. So it's either the Nats. Uh, in the game or look for a partner for the Nats to parlay that with. But stepping in front of Strasburg really cooks the month of May, 11 straight wins. It's the only way you can look in that game. Uh, Mark, me and Cam uh, take a look at the markets all the yeah. time. We look at, um, we look at uh, the unit differentials for Major League Baseball teams. And the biggest money burner in baseball right now, down nearly 16 units already for the $100 better. You're down $1,600, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the most profitable team in baseball is the team they're playing tonight in the Arizona Diamondbacks. Godley has gotten a lot of a uh, lot of positive press. Uh, people, you know, he's got a lot of uh, it's a lot of hype around yep. Godley all the time. They're minus one fifteen tonight, but you think the Dodgers are in a good spot tonight, according to the Coffee Club database. I do. If you take a look uh, at the pitchers in the game, the way they're coming in here uh, for the Dodgers, Rio comes in in great walk-to-strikeout ratio form in this contest here. And Godley went what we call inside-out his last game. He went five innings, coughed up ten hits, four runs, and three walks, and walked away with the win. And when pitchers do that, when they go two-to-one or worse in a KW ratio and get a win on their record, not a team win, but a pure win, they oftentimes come flat the next baseball game here. I'm going to back the Dodgers in this game here. I played them when they were a dog on the overnight. Now I'm seeing like Pickham as we're speaking right now. But uh, nonetheless, this is a combination of two pitchers being in opposite form and Godley being in that inside-out phony form here. I think the Dodgers become the play in this game. Uh, Cam, I don't know if yeah. you uh, read the uh, sports shack with, uh, with Mark uh, today in which Gary from Brooklyn asked uh, Mark, who yeah. did the worst job in this year's NFL draft? Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> they traded up for a punter. <laughs> Cam's been crying. Cam's, He's right, though. Cam's been crying about the penny pick all week. Cam's, yeah. uh, Cam's a big Seahawks fan. Listen, Penny could be a good football no, player. No, but they, but they didn't they get a lineman to the him. fifth round. They yeah. moved up for a punter. They... They sucked. Yeah, I don't see how the Seattle Seahawks are winning eight football games. No, they're actually, we couldn't believe it. Mark, we were going through the numbers. 
Seattle, think about it. The Rams improving. San Francisco, I think their number's a little bit high, but Vegas putting out an eight for Seattle. We think Gabe and I were thinking that's ridiculous. I think they're probably a six, seven win team tops. That's if things work out. They're not the same Seahawks anymore. No, it's a name and reputation price. Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks, they had to put the eight up there. Otherwise, they would get deluged the other way. But the bottom line, as you mentioned, Cam, is there are two improved teams inside that division. Two teams coming up, the Seahawks going down. I think you have a nice play to go under the win total in that game there as well. And interesting, when I was listening to VSIN, they were talking about the totals that Westgate put up here. And uh, this is a nice little insight into those totals here. They'll put totals up, maybe not a true reflection of what they actually feel the teams will win this season, but more totals of how the betting market is going to bet those totals. And that's the reason for the Seahawks being eight, because if they put seven up here, the betting market would just flood Seattle over seven wins. Wow, Roma scores again. How much time do they have? A couple more minutes? of No, I push, no. no it's over. Look, they've got like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Did they pull the goalie? <laughs> yeah, well, you they know just what? scored on a penalty. To, oh, they're getting yeah. real close. You know, in soccer, they don't, you know what they do when they pull the goalie? The goalie comes out that and plays forward, Mark. Exactly. It's awesome. <laughs> it's true. Like the goalie will Oh, yeah. No, he plays. He yeah, plays. Yeah, like the goalie will come up and he'll play forward, like in a desperation. <laughs> and there's the game. Wow. They made it interesting. That's painful for Roma. They come back to make it 4-3. Exactly. Liverpool hey, advances to the Champions League final. Unbelievable. Hey, guys, let, let me share with you one quick thought here before we check out here about the NFL draft. Baker Mayfield, my Cleveland Browns, taking him with the number one pick. <laughs> A little bit of a nice inside story into, the, into that selection there. Baker Mayfield uh, was graded, you know, the, the Wonderlick re, uh, that they do with these kids from college when they take these Wonderlick reports to test their intelligence. Well, they don't do that anymore. Uh, they take a test. It's called the uh, AQI, the Athletes uh, uh, AIQ, Athletes Intelligence Quotient. And since they've been doing that, it, what it does is it measures athletes' memory recall and it measures their ability to change on the to be able to adapt in real crucial situations here. Since they've been doing that, Baker Mayfield has tested higher than any athlete in all of football the last eight years in that in that rating, that uh, athlete intelligence quotient AIQ rating here. So what happens there is the Cleveland Browns recognize this, and here comes Bill Belichick sniffing in. He knows these AIQ numbers about Baker Mayfield. He knows he's a winner. He's all set to ready to move up and uh, trade with the New York Giants for the number two pick. And what do the Cleveland Browns do? They pull the rug on Bill Belichick and take him with the number one pick. Mark Lawrence. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a smart guy, too. <laughs> yeah, he went to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a smart guy. Uh, so you like Baker Mayfield? Do you uh, think he's going to be success in the NFL, Mark? You know, I like Baker Mayfield. I do. I, I, I think they screwed the draft around a little bit here, though. I think they could have taken Barkley one and gotten a quarterback at four. And yeah. for sure they should have taken Chubb at four instead of uh, Denzel Ward. Uh, so I think they screwed it up that way. But I think the Browns knew what they were doing. I think they might have a combination of a Brett Favre Drew Brees quarterback here in Baker Mayfield here because his accuracy is beyond unbelievable, and he's got a cannon for an arm, so it could end up proving to be a good quarterback. The problem is, playing with the Cleveland Browns, we never may find that out. Well, about Hugh Jackson, yeah. that's a problem. All right, so we've got about one minute, uh, Mark. Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Here we go. Kentucky Derby. <laughs> uh, have you taken a look at anything yeah. yet? Any of these horses catch your eye? 
Well, you've got six straight favorites have won this thing. I'm going to bet the favorite doesn't win. That's justified. He's never raced as a two-year-old. I got to throw him out. I like the audible horse down here from Florida. Won the Florida Derby. I think he's got a pretty good crack in the in the race here. But you can't bet a favorite here. I know they've won six in a row, but look for the value. I'm um, look for audible in this race to be the, maybe it won't be a big price. Maybe you go off at five or six to one, but I think he'll be my choice. Eight to one. I'm seeing some. Yeah, he might be because a lot of people like Mendelssohn for what he's done too. So no, it's going to be an interesting race. I'm on Magnum Moon, but we'll see what happens. Very I'm tough race. I'm on Audible as well, Mark. I, every year I take the Florida Derby winner, and it's worked the last two years, baby. Yep. There uh, we go. Back to back. To back. Going Always back to dreaming. Gulf. Always dreaming. Always dreaming. Always dreaming. Yeah, that's my life story. Always dreaming. <laughs> dreaming of better days. Thanks, Mark. Take care, Mark. All right, guys. Be good. Playbook.com. Check it out. Don't you forget about Playbook.com. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Worst part of worst part of uh, the Toronto Raptors' uh, loss as well is the fact that basically every piece of clothing I wear has the, a Raptor logo on it. For for sure, it's extremely annoying. <laughs> so yeah, so everywhere you look, every angle, it's Raptor, 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 Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I was walking down the street with a Raptor jacket today. I could <laughs> yeah. see people looking at me. Uh, Yesterday, I got like three or four. Hey, go Raps! Yeah. Today, I didn't yeah, get anything. I just got looks. people looking. <laughs> surly list. I try to, uh, I try to, uh, I try to remain even keeled about these things, though. I'm not a bandwagon Raptor fan, like a lot no. of people, right? People just, oh, they're done now. Yeah, for sure. I don't think they're done now. They, they never really faced that much adversity against the Washington Wizards. They did a bit. It was, it was the series was tied 2-2, and one of the games was kind of close, and a JV took over. But... but you know, if you're going, if you're going to be a championship team, and even if you're going to make it to a championship, there's going to be adversity along the way. Well, it's very similar and, to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, the team that always wins, they get a scare. And yeah, exactly. You know, you know, they always at, get a scare. Look at Michigan. You know, Michigan got yeah, damn oh, lucky. Houston. Yeah, you're lucky you missed the free throws. Wouldn't even have been to the finals. Yeah, exactly. So people, you know, you can abandon ship right now if you want. The fact of the matter is, it's one game in a seven-game series. I expect this series to go seven games. But it's no secret that the Toronto Raptors have problems winning on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, it's also concerning that Cleveland had guys, like, you know what I mean? They had guys missing in the rotation. LeBron didn't play that well, and they still couldn't get they it really done. They really should have won that's, a freaking game. That's what I'm talking about. Like, everything, you know how hard it is going to be to win on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock on ABC see, TV in Cleveland? Yeah. against LeBron? It's going to be almost impossible. Almost impossible. Like, you know, like they're going to have to find a way to win in Cleveland. Now. Yes. They can't come back down three games to one. Like, they can't win tomorrow and then lose the two in Cleveland. They're screwed. They need to win tomorrow, and then they need, need to win again. To win, yes. win one of the exactly. two in Cleveland, and then suddenly it's 2-2, two, two, best of three, and the Raptors home, home court. court. 
Yep, exactly that. Good luck. It's it's going to be tough though, man. I'm telling you. It is. When you have that, that's see that's, are the, that's Phil- the thing. Did the Philadelphia 76ers give up now already because they lost one game? God no, no. They're still you know the, I mean? they're like, still the like, favorites. Oh, it's, it's over now. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, it's like, not over. It's not over. It's one game. It, it is one game. I'm just but saying the circumstances. The circumstances, not just the back history. The circumstances in the game, Gabe, with the guys that were injured, with all the the rotation that Cleveland had, basically the Raptors up multiple times in the game, like 14-point leads and stuff, and they they never find a way to hurt somebody. That's the thing about them. That's their MO. Even they can win games. They don't know how to take a guy out and really beat him. They'll slap him around a little bit, but they don't have that killer instinct. They don't give the final you know what I mean? And bury a team and take their will, rip their heart out. That's not Raptor basketball. That's why it's concerning. They got, they got to make a statement game too. Like they got to yeah. go and punch these guys in the face yeah, and, run away. and yeah, start exactly. running away with it and say we're back. Like a, a squeak, even squeaking out a win. Yeah, well, they you want to win the game, but they have to make a statement, in my opinion. I doubt that the Toronto Raptor players, you know, check out social media yeah. uh, very much at times like Probably, this. Probably, yeah, some people do. Some well, people don't, I don't think. I wouldn't imagine that. I don't think Kyle Lowry is. I don't think yeah. DeMar DeRozan is. I'm sure that Norman Powell is. He's probably yeah. sliding into an Instagram <laughs> model's DMs right now. Exactly. Hey, I can play the piano. Yeah, yeah. So there's, <laughs> you know, the younger guys, they'd be yeah. on Twitter. They'd be on Facebook. They, you know, they'll go online a little bit. But these teams are busy, Cam, right? But DeMar and these guys aren't going to see this stuff. They know it's out there. They're not going to look at it. I think they should. I think they should. Like, I would actually yeah, encourage no, no, it yeah, to the yeah. point instead of, like, pretending like everything's all right. It's not all right. I would, if I was Dwayne Casey, I would basically tell one of the cronies, videographers yeah. down there, <laughs> put together put together everything that's being said today. Put together everything that's being said. Show Kornheiser calling you losers. Show Coward calling you chokers. Show Bayless laughing. Show people on Twitter and their gifts mocking Kyle Lowry. Show them this. And then you can you show these guys this. Basically, Cam, tomorrow is the ultimate gut check time. And I, you know, the term gut check is tossed around uh, as loosely as classic and uh, <laughs> epic, and um, you know every other stupid <laughs> buzzword that uh, that is used all the time. But basically, the Toronto Raptors can either step up tomorrow yep. and shut everybody up, or they can roll over lose and get swept. They yeah. lose tomorrow. They probably are going to get swept. They will get swept yep. again. I agree. And I'll tell you one thing, though, and you said it. Take a look at the Eastern Conference, too. Boston, look how good they're doing no, without the Hayward now. and I. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's all, like after this year. The windows now. Boston, Philadelphia, and who knows about Cleveland. If you can't do it now, now you're never going to do it. Dude, no. Boston's getting Gordon Hayward and Kyrie. I Irving. know. That's exactly true. Added to a team it's already Amazing. damn good. Yep. Philadelphia, younger. They're only going to get better. Exactly. This, this and you is, know what Philadelphia is, is going to do? You know these type of teams, when they have these superstar teams, they get good guys off cheap contracts. They'll just kind of bring them in the way the New England Patriots do it for football. It's, it's, it's like recipe. watching the Buffalo Bills. In a sense, the Raptors are better than the Bills, but it's just that ultimate sheer disappointment in the end. You know, being a Bills fan, and Florio knows this, being a Bills fan – you know, basically every Sunday of my life is sucked, essentially. It's the same crap, Kim. Bills play well, lose. 
And then I watched that uh, WABC Sunday night uh, show at 1130 with the local beat writers. Oh, yeah. Josh Benini and his gang. Yeah, yeah, and his gang. The same. Stu Boyer. The same. It's just, oh, just, I don't uh, know why. the Bill, They had uh, all the, the opportunities. Bills, yeah, you know, and the Patriots <laughs> didn't even really play that well today, Chuck. And, you know, that we really let one get away today. Last night was the classic Dennis Green. We let him off the hook. Yep. We let him off the hook. You want to crown her ass, you crown her ass. You're never going to be in a better situation than that. And said, you didn't win. What did you think of LeBron last night, Coach? He is who we thought he is. They are who we thought they were. You want to crown him? Crown him. Unfortunately, Dwayne Casey uh, doesn't yell and doesn't. Uh, no. uh, he's very calm. Like Dwayne Casey's the type of guy you see when I go on vacation. He's, hey man, you want a drink? Like you know what I mean? Like even when he's mad, he's not mad. Like you'll get kind of upset at the referee or say he never goes. He doesn't have another level of like ballistic. I am really angry. Like I am, which pissed. leads me to believe behind the scenes he probably really gets really angry. I don't. I don't know if I can affirm that point. I don't know if he does. Would I don't you, think it's in his ever, personality. Would you ever ever thought that Marvin Harrison would be beating people up with baseball bats? No. Wow. Yeah, he's got a real tenant problem, eh? Rule of the story: you don't don't rent from Marvin Harrison. He's a bad. Uh, he's he's a bad you ever, owner. You ever notice too that everything Marvin Harrison does, like it never really gets picked up by the media. That no, way. it's because, almost like they're scared of him. Yeah. Well, him and Peyton, they were the Golden Boys when they were in Indianapolis. These guys couldn't do wrong, right? Yeah. Like when you when Marvin when you looked at Marvin Harrison play through would, the years, I just thought he was like the friendliest guy. You ne- he didn't look like a gangster. No, he looked happy. Yeah, he wasn't balls. like yeah, he wasn't like you know people are like oh, he's a good guy. Him and Peyton Manning, yeah, Peyton the tea, the Tennessee tea bagger. <laughs> what do we call him? What the Syracuse strangler? I don't know. Like he likes to strangle necks and bring out baseball bats. The Philadelphia Punisher. <laughs> the Philadelphia Punisher. Yeah, he's right. He lives in Philly. Yeah, he, he went to Syracuse. He did go to yeah. Syracuse, but he's wrecking havoc in Philadelphia. There's a family in Philadelphia convinced that Harrison killed somebody that Harrison actually shot someone for real yeah police investigated and they, they couldn't, couldn't pin it couldn't, on him wow but sources I read in the Philadelphia Police Department said Harrison yeah he's a suspect in this case and they said basically we think he did this yes that yeah Harrison is like a he's a loose cannon this guy and then last week there was a video last week uh, there was a video of uh, Marvin Harrison attacking somebody with a baseball bat uh, a tenant in one of his apartment complexes. The guy's like pleading with Marvin. He's Please. like, I'll get you the money, man. I'll get you the money. And like he's yelling out, this is Marvin Harrison attacking me with a yeah, baseball, baseball bat. And you hear Marvin Harrison, I'm going to F you up, man. Where's my money? I'm going to F you up. I guess that's why Marvin Harrison didn't get an interview for Monday Night Football. No, that's a good, good point. Witten the kitten. Witten the kitten. Jason Witten. <laughs> they like their cowboys there. They like their cowboys. You're going to have Romo and Witten? They like white guys. They like- Call it out for what it is. They like what? I don't know. Actually, it seems like that, everybody, I think. It's funny you mention that. You can rest the that, case. Peyton Manning is a white guy who went to Tennessee. Jason Witten's a white tight end who went to Tennessee. They're both volunteers. Yeah, they they interviewed, uh, they auditioned Brett Favre for the job. Brett Favre can barely talk. Well, I'll tell you something about Wrangler jeans, man. I ever tell you about the time I sent a picture of my dick to Jen Sturger? Oh, boy, things got ugly with my wife. (laughs) Dick pics. Swear to God, man, I had to take all that Wrangler jean money and I had to give it to her. Tommy Copper. (laughs) 
I'm Brent Fryer for Tommy Copper. <laughs> That's great. When I'm getting older and I, I still want to get out there, I got a friend in Tommy Copper. You know this? <laughs> you know the like Shaquille O'Neal. He's like the Kid Rock of. Like, oh, it goes, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Like, Shaquille O'Neal cam is rich. Yes, I know. The guy will pimp anything. That's kind of what we say. He'll show up through the opening of an envelope. He's he's pimping. I see hot. The general. Yeah, the general. Uh, yeah, like Shaq does his taxes. And I gotta with the be, general. I gotta be honest with you. I tried to get insurance really? from the general. The general doesn't really even exist. Like you can't even get through. The general's not even real, Gabe. He's, you said it. Do you trust getting insurance from a cartoon like guy who looks he like taxes, he, he's singing Dixie? They do taxes. Oh, the general, general does taxes? Yeah, I'm going to send my taxes to the general. Yeah, you're, That's you're, a good idea to go to jail. You're buying insurance from a cartoon character. It's like buying uh, uh, insurance from Elmer Fudd. <laughs> I'd rather have insurance from Elmer Fudd. Yeah, but like I noticed Shaq. Like, he's on like lowbrow commercials. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Either he just has a policy... Like saying, like maybe he met Samuel L. Jackson, and Samuel Jackson told him, "Listen, never Do say no. Never say no. Sure. Never say no to a gig." Or B, he actually likes these products and uses them. I got to be honest, for a guy that is that big and has played basketball that long, like, and, and, how, and why would and you I do that for the general? And I'm going to tell you, my mom's got like these type of like crazy, crazy arthritis and stuff. I'm going to tell you, the icy hot sleeve. Shaq won't even feel like the heat and the cold. Like it is pure. It, 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 oh, come on, man! Look how big he is. I'm telling you, you're, you're telling me if that stuff doesn't work, doesn't work, like work for people like old women with that with arthritis. I'm telling you, these things do not work. They do not work. You need surgery, Gabe. That thing would be like a fly to him, a mosquito. Like you think, oh, my back's it's getting a little warmer. No, it's not happening. It's not helping him dunk. So I'm going to call BS on that. And the general, I already told you. I don't even think it's a real insurance company. So <laughs> Shaq likes money. You can't really blame him, man. He's got a lot of extra kicking around. I would pretty much endorse anything. I would, too. If I if, I, if some guy called me, me, hey, I endorse pizza, I endorse whatever. Like, you call me, I endorse you. It's pretty good. My endorsement uh, career never really took off, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I only get food endorsements because people know I like to eat. Pies. Pizza pies. Maybe when that guy, the English guy for Pizzaville, kicks off, I'll be the voice of uh, the company, which would be nice. I think I, maybe I could. Uh, we'll speak to the people over at Headblade. Oh, Headblade! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good, good, good product. Yeah, Headblade likes to uh, sponsor like uh, bald fighters and yeah. bald talk show hosts. You need, yeah, Headblade will be your company. I'm bald. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marenzi. I'm bald. She's bald, Jerry. <laughs> bald. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, uh, Pushy? Profits for Life checks in with a great uh, great gift here. Tom, Tommy Cobber? So that's, a, that's a new thing. People are like uh, about phone calls. It's a new phone calls, Ken. People what, send gifts? gifts. Yeah, it's yeah. a new call. See? Like, what Pushy going to call and say, oh, that's funny about Marvin Harris? Where's my money? He shows like Stewie beating the crap out of the, the, the Brian. Out of Brian. Yeah, that's right. You never lend him money. <laughs> so uh, last night, uh, Toronto Raptor fans uh, got uh, the chance of Chloe going for Tristan Thompson. Yes. Chloe. 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 You, you Raptor fans better be careful, man, chanting uh, Chloe like that. Chloe's father is going to come and stab you, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> so we talk often about the Kardashian curse. And, yeah. You know, really, like, you know, I've said it a lot. It comes up often, but... I'm not I'm not doing this because it's low hanging fruit, but she strikes again. The Kardashian curse strikes again. And as I tweeted earlier in the day, this is just in a nutshell here, so 
Uh, you hook up with a Kardashian, number one, you're going to ruin your sports career. That's true. You're going to ruin your sports career. Maybe die. Like Lamar Odom was close to death. Um, you're going to lose your dick and become a woman. That could. That's true. Although, uh, although um, Caitlyn Jenner's a fraud. Who, Bruce Jenner? Yeah, he never even chopped it off. Uh, it's still there? He basically put breast on, like uh, like Krusty the Clown. When Krusty uh, was on the lamb when he owed the mob money for the gambling debts. Yeah, 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 the breast enhancements, yes. Ooh. You're supposed to do the face. <laughs> yeah, best is Krusty. Do you hear me complaining about the breast? Exactly. Krusty's got breasts. Like, hey. Krusty's good. They look good. They look great, Krusty. <laughs> supposed to do the face. Um, so, yeah, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom used to be a great basketball player, pot-smoking uh, basketball player, NBA champion. And uh, dudes ends up uh, like on heroin and crack yep. and uh, nearly dies in a brothel outside of uh, Vegas. Uh, we know what happened to Bruce Jenner. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like we could say O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson yeah. ended up in jail. True. We can go down the list as far as athletes. So now Tristan Thompson. But uh, Tristan Thompson, whatever, his career has gone downhill since he hooked up uh, with Chloe, and uh, which leads us into uh, Kanye West in which Kanye West actually ended up in a mental institution yep. uh, after hooking up with Kardashian and appears to be losing his mind uh, once again. Yes, uh, he was hooked on uh, opioids, too, and uh, apparently it happened after some surgery where they uh, make you thinner. Well, I don't know if you saw earlier in the week. Basically, people are very upset with Kanye West uh, because he's walking around with a Make America Great hat again, mm-hmm. and he's talking yeah. about how Trump's his boy and he loves Donald Trump. Hey, he's free to his opinion, right? He's yep. free to his political opinion. And I thought it was a little over the top. People felt disappointed uh, by it is one thing. But he really is a professional troll. And he has a record coming out this week or next week. So for some reason, I don't know why he goes with this angle with his Trump stuff. But then he raised it up a notch yesterday and uh, said that uh, slavery was a choice. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 slavery is a choice. Yeah, sure it is. Which now, you know, to this point, I don't know what is his. I don't know what his motive is. Yeah, like what's his end game with this? I don't know. What does he think that a bunch of like uh, white people in Alabama are going to go buy his music yeah. now? No. Like what? 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 Like? Yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Like, what's the angle? It's like good. Laura Ingram likes you now. Good for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tucker Carlson's yeah. talking about how smart uh, Kanye, Kanye West, West is, is now. Good. Good for you, Kanye. It's not going to help you sell records, uh, but it's pretty crazy to me that um, Kanye West is such an idiot. He's such a tool that Kim Kardashian is actually, like, the smart one. Exactly. But then supposedly she keeps telling him to shut up. Uh, but he won't shut She's up. She's like, dude, you're not helping yourself <laughs> here. But at least Kanye West is at courtside pissing off the Cleveland Cavaliers like Drake. <laughs> Just shut up, Drake. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
right, you've heard about DailyRoto.com dollar month here on the network. But I want to put it in context for you. Let's say you buy a lottery ticket. You pay your dollar, you pick a bunch of numbers, and that's it. Then you clutch the ticket and hope. I'm always hoping. Now let's say you try the DailyRoto.com dollar month. You pay your dollar, you get access for 30 days. You're transported into a world that has produced five millionaires. Take destiny into your own hands. Go to DailyRoto.com and enter the one dollar. That's DailyRoto.com. Enter the code one dollar. All caps. <laughs> all caps. Yeah, I like all caps. I like. Uh, that's a good deal, actually. It is very good deal. One dollar, people. Uh, you'd be stupid. What not can you to get do for it. a dollar these days? Not much. Nothing. Exactly. You Absolutely you nothing. You can't even buy a Pepsi for a dollar. No, it's dollar twenty-five. Um, so uh, dailyroto.com dollar month. So uh, go to dailyroto.com and uh, enter code one dollar and you get access to the site uh, for a full month and you're going to win a lot of money playing DFS. Speaking of money, let's bring in uh, Mr. Money right now. Lou Gamblu.com joins us. How you doing, Lou? Gabriel, Cam, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in the desert trying to get to 71 degrees uh, before we turn the blast furnace on. It's always a beautiful day in the desert. It is. Always always a uh, beautiful day in the desert. Hey, Lou, do you have a sun, uh, sunset or retractable roof? <laughs> we were watching the commercial. You know, the couple there, and when it gets too hot on your patio, it looks like a real winter. Although it is 73 degrees in downtown Toronto right now. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. No, is- I, I, I got to tell you, we seek shade uh, in the next five months. I mean, I'll park, across, brutal, huh? I'll, I'll, cross, I'll, I'll park across a parking lot under a tree, giving off shade, and walk, you know, a block uh, if I can get the shade. So, I mean, you really go out of your way to try and keep the car cool. It's hot. Yeah, it's good, okay. I'd be in real trouble in Arizona, Brent. See, I'm already wearing a 30 or 40 uh, sunblock here. I'd need, like, something made of graphite. Like you can 100. play some real nice golf courses <laughs> yeah. for cheap during the day there. That, that's true. In that's the summer, true. nobody wants to be out there. Exactly. It's so damn hot. <laughs> you play golf at all, Lou? Uh, when I started handicapping about uh, 15 years ago, no. I, I tell people I'm the only guy that moved to Scottsdale, Arizona to quit <laughs> playing golf. <laughs> and it's the truth. I mean, you can't, there's no way. I mean, when I played, I, I practiced every Wednesday for about two hours, and I played every Saturday and Sunday. So I really worked at it, and uh, I needed to because I started like at a 20 when I quit playing football, and I had a great coach that took me right down to a nine handicap where uh, I could I could at least strike the ball and, and score a little bit. But like I say, it's time-consuming, and now everything I got as far as free time goes into trying to provide uh, myself, you guys, and our listeners some winners. You said it, Gabe. You know the hardest thing to do in golf, too, is once you get good and you're breaking it all the time, it's to get from that level, like a four or five handicap to whatever. It's almost impossible to do, Lou. It takes a lot of money and a lot of time. Let's talk, though, man. Uh, you love hockey. What are, what are these games? I don't even know what to say, Marantz. I know we're, we're raging about the Raptors, but that Winnipeg-Nashville game is already an instant classic. 3 nothing Predators. The Jets score four in a row. They tie it up, and what, an, what, a, what a performance, Lou. Ovechkin, like the old Ovechkin, trolling on Crosby with the game winner for Washington. This hockey's been absolutely amazing, buddy. Before we get to the Lions, I just can't believe how good these games have been. 
uh, not only have the games been good, but I don't, since I've been watching hockey as a young boy in the Bobby Orr days, I don't ever remember uh, a, a, a semifinal round, and it's the semifinal for each conference, a semifinal round or the round where there's eight teams remaining where every single series was a great matchup with a great team involved. No, it's been unbelievable. Like these are like, like I'm watching these games, and I don't, I'm worried about the Stanley Cup final because I don't think it can get any better than this. Well, this is the problem, though, when you have these teams, these these great matchups yes. in the second round. Yes, exactly. They want to almost guarantee these teams play each other, but then what happens? It can all, you know, it only goes downhill from there. Um, so let's talk about uh, tonight's games. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay going into Boston. Boston are minus uh, one forty right now. Plus 120. The total is six. You know, there's been a lot of talk. We've spent a lot of time talking about the Toronto Raptors postseason disappointments on the program today. But Tampa Bay, you yeah. sort of get the same feeling that, you know, they all year they were favored to win the cup. Now, here they are right now. And I like Boston uh, tonight. So actually. do I. And, I. You know, I just I can't make a case for Tampa and, here. And before Lou gets into it, there was a blatant breakaway call that should have been a penalty shot. Like, the refs did everything they could for Tampa to even that series. Boston, I got to believe, is the better team. I'm on the Bruins tonight, too. What do you think about tonight's game, Lou, Tampa and Boston? At the beginning of the playoffs, I took Boston for the Wales. At the beginning of the series, in my mind, I knew I had the wrong team. And I bet to, I bet Tampa Bay for the series minus one forty before game one, and I took them again plus one sixty after game one. I think that the long uh, attrition for Toronto is going to begin to affect Boston uh, in the next game or two. Boston in game one caught Tampa Bay completely off too much rest. And Boston was turning around off of Game 7. Tampa didn't know how to get their legs moving just yet. Uh, Tampa will win one of these next two games in Boston. They have home ice advantage after that. And this is probably a six or seven game series. But I like Tampa, and I like them a lot. What do you think about the total, Lou? Like, Vasilevsky looked really, really rough in the first game. And then these teams kind of play pond hockey, like back and forth, back and forth. I know the other game stayed under, but six isn't really intimidating. I could see like five, four type of games in this series. Uh, what do you think about the six tonight? Yeah, I, I don't have much opinion. In, I, I have a little bit of an opinion in the total in the next game, but not so much this one, except what I will say is this. I, I did an article today that was with the, the guys at VSIN. And I assess the goaltenders. I have Rini and Rask, the bottom two rated goaltenders, and I, I have reason to really doubt Rask. And uh, Vasilevsky did uh, let a soft one in in the last game. So he's, he's a guy I'm still a believer in, but, he, you know, he could go to, you know, a steel trap classification or he could fall to red alert. But surely Rask is a red alert goalie right now, and that's not a good thing to be. <laughs> you know, Rask, yeah. he's he's streaky. Rask is, well, it's like Pekka Rene, man. He'll let in a bad goal, but he'll make some great saves. He's also, tor like, on the road. His road home splits are brutal. But Pekka Rene, Pekka Rene, last year, his inconsistency yeah. cost them in a Stanley Cup finals yep. when it was all said and done. But 
I'll respectfully disagree. I don't trust Vasilevsky. This is he's one of the weak yeah. links, in my opinion. Um, he's too inconsistent as well. Uh, and Tuka Rask, when Rask is really good, he's good. I mean, he's yeah. played in a lot of big games, uh, Lou. To me, you know, they're going back home. Teams can get caught up in it going back home at times and play too aggressive and, you know, maybe take some penalties, the old solid road yeah. game uh, by a team. But I'm just not getting enough value, in my opinion, with Tampa tonight. So I'm going to lean with Boston. Lou's got Tampa. Cam, you're with Boston? Boston. I like Boston tonight. All right, and this next game yeah, is freaking Yeah, and tough. I'll be honest with you. I think that Tampa at a, a plus 100 is a take for me. I, I really think they're the better team. I do trust Vasilevsky. You know, he's got a save percentage of 920. Rask is 905. That, that's not good. Rene, 901. Hey, hey, listen, when you get 35 or 36, and, and I'm not taking away from how good Rask was, but I'm handicapping hockey right today, and I don't think Rask and Rene belong with the other six goaltenders in this round. A difference I is, think Rene is worse than Rask. A difference is, though, uh, Pekka Rene played an explosive offensive team in the Colorado Avalanche, yeah. Nate McKinnon That's true. and company. The Boston Brew and Toronto Maple Leaf series was just a high-scoring series. Yep. There was just a lot of goals and a lot of offensive firepower. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Vasilevsky were playing against the Taylor, Devils, Taylor yeah. Hall and nobody on the Devils. It's not like the Devils have an explosive offense or, or anything like that. Nope. So I think the save percentage stuff could be a little bit skewed. Um, well, they, well we, can, we can go to goals against, which is more of a team snapshot. But, he, but he, at the end of the day... Tampa Bay is ascending. They are peaking towards the cup as they evolve through this playoff series, and I think Boston's gassed. I don't know, man. I, I just look at Boston and the guys they have. It's so hard to get Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron. Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins both going to the finals yeah. just to terrorize us. <laughs> just, just to terrorize us all. All right, so Vegas and San Jose. Oh, boy. Tonight. This is incredibly tough. And look, they've played, uh, so what? they played uh, six games now in the playoffs, uh, Las Vegas has. Five of their wins by one goal, Yep. right? I mean, they've, they've had one blowout, that one blowout win, the one blowout win in game one, seven, nothing. They beat yep. the Kings by four uh, and four by one goal in every game. Overtime? Every damn Vegas game is close. <laughs> so this, this one's going to be close as well. Tonight, man, Vegas wins this. They're going to win the series. Vegas are plus 115. San Jose Sharks minus 135. Total five and a half. What are you doing with this game, Lou? Do you have an opinion? Yeah, I, I lean to the home team dog here uh, because they're a good, solid team and match up with Vegas very, very well. I like the fact that even though they didn't get uh, the victory on the first game that Kane returned in, they do get the benefit of playing with him a second game here. And uh, this is a, another six- or seven-game series. I've been watching. These are two well-matched teams. Nobody's just going to blow through the other one. I, I like the home team here, and I like them in a, in a one-to-nothing, two-to-one kind of affair. The goals on this series are over. Like the under five and a half, Lou. Interesting. I think yeah. it's a tight checking contest tonight. Yeah, as well. tonight might be the under night because these games have been going over, and they're tip, typically teams that don't play that style. Uh, is well, this not, the year not that only we're... that, I got Flurry with a save percentage of nine sixty, and his, you know, his his GAA uh, even more impressive. Uh, let me see where I can find that. 
No, Flurry's not uh, real. In any, in, in any case, you know, yeah, between Flurry and Jones, they're both capable minders. And as as important as this game is to San Jose and to the and, and to this series, I just see it being really, really tight and tight and close. I wouldn't be I, shocked if it went to overtime. Yeah, I, I didn't know Mark Andre Flurry could get better. Like this is crazy. Like this this story, I don't think is even like in the sports world. Nobody's talking about this guy. Like this is an expansion team goaltender, like diving glove saves in overtime, and like he's dancing, he's playing. Like he's the best goalie going right. He lose it nine sixty for a veteran man. I've this should be thought, talked about. I've always thought he was overly criticized, though. Yeah, well now he's utterly appreciated. And I'll be honest. Uh, I'll be honest. I I was one of the ones that overly criticized him, and I think that it was due. Uh, I will make this case. Yes, he's playing as good as he's ever played i think it's part because he's pissed off and has a chip on his shoulder but the fact remains he has not been the goalie of a stanley cup winning team for the last two times he won the cup because he shared it with murray and he only played part of the series so i i I still wonder about his attrition and his ability to get through four series but right now he's as good as there is you like uh, you still like Vegas in the series, Gabe? Yeah, I think yeah. Vegas. No, because I was, saying, I was just going to run by the updated series price with you. San Jose, I like them to win tonight, and they're plus 255 before they go into the game tonight. Vegas is minus 325. I think I'm going to throw Vegas, it down Vegas on San and, Jose there. Vegas and Winnipeg are on a collision course. You think so? Yeah. yeah. And Winnipeg's going to take yeah. Vegas out. Winnipeg's going to the cup. Well let's, well, let's let's just talk about that. How ironic would that be for a team since 1999 when they were the Atlanta Thrashers who has struggled and has won after all that history in the National Hockey League. They won their first series this year, yet they can, they're going to face a team who won their first series as an expansion team this year. That could really be a very interesting series if it happens, and I think it has a good chance of happening. Hey, Lou, before we get in, I want to ask you, too, about I know you're a horse guy. What about the Thursday night games? Crazy stuff with Washington. Pittsburgh now desperately playing 60 cents against the Capitals and Winnipeg. We see the home magic coming back from three goals down, only minus 140 against Nashville. Any opinion about Thursday's card? Yeah, I mean, I'll be looking at uh, Nashville as a road team. Nobody will look at them. Everybody's giving up uh... on them. why did you say you're a horse guy and then ask him about hockey? No, I said I'm going to talk to him about hockey and then get into his horse oh, pick for okay. the Kentucky Derby. That's what I said. You didn't say that. Yeah, I did. I did. You, you said you're a blue. horse guy. No. You're a horse guy. God, I love, I love you how went you right guys into the hockey. like brothers. These two guys bicker wow. like brothers, and they did it in Vegas, too. I love the two of them, but get out of here. I'm just, I'm just wondering, because you're a horse guy, but what about the hockey? <laughs> I don't ask me about horses. I don't know. I don't. I couldn't name one horse in the Kentucky Derby, but I could talk to you about Nashville and Winnipeg. He's not even a horse guy. Oh, yet. I thought when we were in Vegas, we were going to go to the horse book and bet horses and stuff. So you know. Anyway, no. Well, then I call. Then I call my guys, and they tell me who to bet. <laughs> so you like Nashville plus one twenty, Lou? Ugh. Any other questions you have for Lou? Uh, I don't have any more. Yeah, Cam, it's going to be hard to take Nashville tomorrow. Nobody's going to want to do it. That's when you got to take them. Plus, let's not forget the favorite, you know, how I love tracking all my stats. You know, home teams only won 22 against 21 in the first round, and home teams are down 4-6. to six. So right now in the playoffs so far, if you've played every road team, you're 27-26. and 26. 
I'm all about the road team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, yes, it is that goddamn simple. It's a, it's a great gambling technique. You get plus money, road team. Plus money, and plus money, split, plus money. You, and you win one and lose one, you take a little profit, and you go on to the next night. For sure. Well, Lou, um, no UFC this week. Fado yep. knocked Frank Mir up. Yeah, you guys called it entertainment, right? <laughs> we bet well, on Mir. Yeah, I didn't call the fight correctly. <laughs> yeah. I, I had money on Mir, too. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. I'd, ra- I'd rather bet what time the sun's coming up tomorrow than those bums. <laughs> what do we call it? It was entertainment? Yes, yes, entertainment. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a quick break. Cam will be less rattled on the other side. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Red Eat and Rage Radio continues. Winnipeg Jets now plus 190 to win the Western Conference. Yeah. Wish we got a little bit more, but uh, people people are buying in big time. Vegas are plus 180. Interesting. Very Nash- interesting. Nashville are plus 275. Wow. And uh, SJ Sharkey plus 725. Kind of like SJ Sharkey to uh, show up tonight, though. I, I'm not sure if they're going to win the series, but I think they're going to tie it up tonight. What I find to be interesting here, actually, surprises to see the Boston Bruins are now favored to win the Eastern Conference in the National Hockey League. Interesting. Plus 230, along with Tampa at plus 230. And what's Washington and Pittsburgh at? Plus 280, Washington. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some value suddenly just to win the East with the Pittsburgh Penguins at plus 360. Why? Because they're down 2-1. Everyone's yeah. giving up on the Penguins. Plus 360 is a lot I know, of take back. I know, because Sidney Crosby's going to quit. He's going to go home and cry. He's going to get under his, his sheets and his blanket. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm down 2-1 to Washington. It's over. Yeah, no, Pittsburgh's got pedigree, man. That's the thing, though. You know, it's annoying. We can we can get annoyed by it, but you can also try to make money on it, which would be a smarter thing to do, is the roller coaster of emotions yep. in the playoffs. And you see it all the time. And you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear players talk about it as well in the National Hockey League and the NBA, et cetera in which you win a playoff game, and, man, everything's great, yep. and you think you're never going to lose again, and you lose the playoff game. and it's, The world's coming to an end. Yeah, the world's coming to an end. It's it's panic. The fans are panicking. It's just tension, 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 and that's part of the process. That's part of the, the playoffs. You're not going to win every game. No, you're not, and you have to learn how to work with the adversity, and Pittsburgh has been there and done that before. That's one team that you, you wouldn't be scared when I'm they're in a situation like that. I'm surprised to see that plus 360. I am, too. Like, I'm not saying I'm not going to guarantee that they're coming out of the East. I still think they have a lot of goaltending deficiencies when Murray's not on and the defense is a little bit lax. They also played without Malkin for a while. He's coming back. Kessel's got to be more consistent, but you're right, man. Like, for the guys that have been on that team and, and the, the pedigree and how talented they are, that is an insane price for a team that can win the next game. They're minus 160 in the next game. Then the series is tied. 
if you think the Winnipeg Jets, and I do believe the Winnipeg Jets are going to win the Western Conference now. So if you think the Winnipeg Jets are going to win the Western Conference, you can sort of mix it up and parlay them with various cup matchups. So Winnipeg, yep. Winnipeg versus, let's say, Pittsburgh. Winnipeg versus Pittsburgh pays plus 1,200. Well, okay. It's not bad. You don't have to win the cup. That's just no. they play each other in the cup. Winnipeg and Boston. Winnipeg and Boston is plus 857. Ooh. Winnipeg and Washington is 10 to 1. Wow. And Winnipeg and Tampa is also plus 857. Looks like a lot of value. With you those. could actually take all four and make money. Yeah, of course, yeah. You, Winnipeg does their thing, you're laughing. Yeah, as long as Winnipeg yeah, wins. So, yeah, Winnipeg just has to just do their thing. And, and I think the way they and came either back. Either way, you would double your money. And basically, you're sort of hoping that it's Washington or Pittsburgh. And then you'll get the 10 to 1 exactly. or the 13 to 1 back, the plus 1254 uh, back. I think it's a good bet. And, you know, you look, you look at Vegas. Yeah, man, they're amazing. Like, their story is amazing. But I still believe, like, if you say Vegas gets by San Jose, Winnipeg is a better team than Las Vegas. That's Vegas, the, that, Vegas are winning games, but it's not like you're like, oh, my God, God these they, guys are unbeatable. They just they just win. It's yeah. close, and then they score. They're, they're, they're well coached, and they try. You know what they do? They put the most effort in. Like, when you watch them play, they're always the busting their they asses. They so fast. That's the thing, man. They're fast. But Winnipeg's fast, too. But when you look at Winnipeg play, it's more of a, holy crap, these guys are just over they're, the top. They're passing. And you know what Winnipeg is? Way more physical. Yeah, they're big. Like, they're they're fast. They're actually fast and can murder. That that there's a huge disadvantage for uh, Vegas because Winnipeg's power forwards are like they'll murder them. I do think Winnipeg is uh, going to go to the Stanley I, Cup. I hope so, buddy. I have futures on Winnipeg. I so. picked Nashville to win the West before it started. I got Winnipeg. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Win- Winnipeg's a dangerous team. Those are the two futures I have: Winnipeg to win the West in the Stanley Cup, and then the Raptors at nine to one in the East. So. Well, you look at Winnipeg. Winnipeg are. Um, Winnipeg are win- winning different style of games too. That's like the sign of a real dangerous yep. team. You know they can. You know they're down three nothing. They can come back. If it's a lower scoring game, they can play in a lower scoring game. They're a very versatile team. You know, sounds crazy, but this Boston Bruin team, they are pretty good. And it seems I, it's, I, I, I mean, you have a difference of opinion than Lou. Like it seems to be. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I look at Boston. I think they're Listen, like, I love Lou, but there's no, no way in hell that Vasilevsky can be trusted more than Tuka Rask. I know, and the thing is, when you look at Boston and compare to Tampa Bay, they're deeper. Like, what Tampa Bay has Kucherov and Stamkos, whatever, but like, I, I know Point and the other guys they have, but look at Boston. The Boston's top guns are money, man. Like, they're these guys, and they play with an edge and an anger. That's what I like about Boston, too. They're a meaner team than Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay thinks they exactly. can do it. But yeah, well, you're pushing around the Devils. Boston is. I think they're actually being disrespected. I, I really like them tonight, Gabe. I think it's a really short price, and I think they're going to get it done. You got a great. Uh, you got. Uh, you got some solid defensemen with Boston. Yeah, they, Tory Krug is one of the best defensemen in the league. He actually does he's everything in my right. Lineup, oh, he's in my lineup tonight too. And you know what? How I do you talk, not put him in? I your actually lineup? just paired him with uh, McAvoy. Oh yeah, Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy's awesome. playing some good hockey uh, right now. So it's funny you mentioned that. Like we'll get to the DFS with Tony, but. My defenseman, I actually paid up for. I got the two most expensive. I got Tori Krug, who I think actually at fifty three hundred is a steal for Boston, and I paid up for S. J. Sharkey's finest, Double B, Brent Burns at sixty six hundred bucks because I think he's going to do everything tonight: points, hits, block shots. He will be on the ice for maybe thirty minutes for the Sharks tonight. Yeah, I've got Marty Jones, like Marty Jones. Marty Jones as my uh, my netminder. 
Yeah, I went with Rask, your boy, Tuka Rask, eight thousand bucks in Boston. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think he's going to have a big game tonight. So we're talking about uh, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Cam yep. uh, Cam was trying to get uh, lose picks. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to my horse guy. Who's like what horse? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was in Vegas. I thought we wanted to go to the horse book, but uh, yeah, I thought Lou was a. I thought we were just going to bet horses. I thought he had an inside uh, tip, but no. I don't know. It's going to be a tough race, buddy. Twenty horses. A lot of people. It's always random. It, it is random, and I, I can't believe the favorites won six years in a row. I'm surprised to hear that. That would be so justified as three to one then, and you like you like one of the favorites. I like Audible. Audible. Field. I'll tell you one, be a lot of collisions at the start of that race, and that equals danger and underdogs. So be very, very careful. Yesterday I was talking about post positions and, and what post position is the uh, the best post position. Can I take a guess? Yeah, what do you think it is? I'm thinking four. Number four. Uh, let me get, uh, man, I got a lot of different charts here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of charts. Horse racing is a, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of numbers, a lot of charts. I'm thinking somewhere not right on the one, but maybe like a four or five hole seems pretty uh, a good position for success. Uh, these people want me to disable my ad blocker. Mm. Not happening. Not, not going to happen. Eight, maybe. I don't know. It's, that's a really, really good question. I'm going to say number four, though. That's going to be my top choice. That's right off the top of my head, too. I have no idea. It's actually um, five. Wow. Four. That's where four Audible five. is. Wow. Five and ten. Five and ten. ten five five ten, and ten. Ten right in the, the middle. Best, yeah. Ten right in the middle. And five so. close enough to the rail. Where you can make that move and not get boxed in. And you're not trapped against the rail, and you have enough room to maneuver, and you have more options. Yeah, more options. I mean, the guys on the outside don't have a lot of options. No. They're chasing. The guys on the inside can get boxed in. Yeah, so I'll get you the exact percentages uh, here. All right. Um, now, you bring up a really good point there, and that's the thing. Coming down the stretch, you don't want to be on that rail box. You want to be two or three outside, and then you can make your move. That's exactly where I'd want to position myself. Wow. There is one post position, Cam, in the Kentucky Derby that's never won before. Wow. I didn't even think about that. There's one post position. It's never won. There's been a, what, 130? They, 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 these stats go back to 1930. 20? No, 20s have won before. Really? The, the 20s are surprising, actually. 19? Huh. No horse in the 17 hole. 17 hole. Who's in the 17 hole? That's a good question. Oh, boy. Yeah, 17's, it's still, that's not a very good, that's a bad position, too. We talk, I can't believe some Solomini. Solomini. 30 to 1. If you've won from the 20 position, hell, man, you've had an absolutely perfect trip because that's all almost right. impossible. This, this is very fascinating. This is some great stuff here I have here. So from the 17 post as well, this goes back to 1930. Oh, this is when they started keeping stats in horse racing. Yep. Only 7.7% of horses that start from the number 17 post have finished in the money. Wow. So not even winning. Just tied you know. tied for the worst with 19. Yeah, I said 19. Yeah. yeah. 17 and 19, stay wow. away from. Kemp, the last time somebody in the 17 hole finished in the money was 1988. 1988. What, ho what horse? What horse? 
49er. 49er. <laughs> nice name. 49er. Yeah. Probably that... owned by Eddie Bartolo or something or something. Eddie like DeBarlo? Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. What, what's up, Tony? Tony Sincata steps up and in. How we doing, boys? How we doing? How we doing? Hey, Tony. What's going, happening? Going through the um, the post position stats here. We yeah. The Kentucky here. Derby sucks, man. There's too many horses shows, in that race. This <laughs> show's more than just jokes, you know? We're crunching Tony some numbers Br- here. Tony brings yeah. up a great point. You got to do what that asshole Gene Simmons does. <laughs> Gene Simmons plays all 20 horses. Oh, yeah. I won. Yeah, and then after he's like, look, I got the winner here. Yeah. It's like, dude, you played all 20. Yeah, I've hit two trifectas in the Kentucky Derby in my life, uh, but they paid uh, like 422 and 188. Yeah, sometimes you look at those ones when the dog came in. Remember that race, Mind That Bird? The guy walked around with, like, a cast on his leg. I think it was, like, 80 to That Superfecta, I think, paid, like, almost a million dollars. Like, you, they pay boxcars if you can get a couple pooches in there. All right, guys. So what do you think about the one post, Cam? How do you think that works out? Not, not great. No. All right. Eight horses, guys. Tony, eight horses dating back to 1930 of one from the eight horse. The last time it happened, Ronald Reagan was president. So from the one post, one one position? Yeah, and the time before that, the last time it happened before Ronald Reagan was president, JFK was president. Ooh. Ooh. Ferdinand. Oh, Ferdinand Magellan. Yeah, I used to love that horse. <laughs> Ferdinand Magellan. Ferdinand, 1986. <laughs> yeah. All right, the two post. Um, so uh, fire ends, fires, 50 to 1 out of the one hole. The two the two horses, uh, free drop Billy. I Actually, for, for big dog, I kind of like free drop Billy. All right. The last time a horse won from the two post. Long time. 76. Wow. Good guess. 78. Affirmed. Ooh. Affirmed. <laughs> That's a pretty crown. good horse. Pretty good horse. Yeah, won the, tri- won the triple crown. Affirmed. Well, I wish we were on a game show here. I got close there. Seven winners. It's your life story. Seven <laughs> winners have come from the two spot. None since the 1970s. Wow. The last time a horse from the two-spot won was affirmed. However, 28.4% of the horses who started uh, here have finished in the money. Yep. Mm. Second only to the post position, number 10. I'm telling you, the 10. The, the 10. 10. The 10 hole? The 10 hole is the way you want to go. Um, if you're, if you're a track. horse owner. All right. Number three, promises uh, fulfills 30 to 1. The last horse to win from the three hole, 1998. Only five winners have come yep. from post position three. Eight horses have finished third uh, from the uh, the three Eight horses number, for the course. Number, number four, Flame Away, 30 to 1. Last horse to win from the four hole, Super Saver in 2010. Yeah, I like the four hole. Seattle Slew broke from the post position four to win the Kentucky Derby on his way to the 1977 Triple Crown, but only five horses have won from there. Only 17% of the horses to start in a four post have finished in the money, the lowest percentage of any of the first five gates. Now, the five, for some reason, a four is not good, but a five is pretty good. And here's my horse here, Audible, now coming in at eight to one. And uh, like this, Cam, last horse to win from the five hole? Last year. year. Yep. Always dreaming. Dreaming was the five horse. That's correct. Yeah, so what, I remember I was in what, Vegas. What do we have in common here? The five's a winner. Always dreaming was the Florida Derby winner. Always dreaming wins the Florida Derby, gets the five hole. Yep. Audible wins the Florida Derby, gets the five hole. Since 1930, a Kentucky Derby high, 10 horses, 11.4% have won from post position five. Five of these champions in the past 21 years. Number five horses have the best average finish in Kentucky Derby history, 7.32. You're not getting numbers like this uh, 
on ESPN right now, you suckers. <laughs> All right, uh, number six, Good Magic, 12 to 1. And for the record, I like Audible to win the race. Number six, Good Magic, 12 to 1. Last horse to win from the six hole, Sea Hero. Sea Hero. Long time ago. And Iron Liege, 1957. Oh, my God. Only two champions. Wow. Only two horses have ever won. Horses have an average finish of 9.41, worse among the top tens. Wow. So throw away the six. Number seven, Justify. He's the favorite. favorite. Yep. He's the favorite, Tony. Yeah, he's not getting it done. I agree. I don't like Justify three to one. All right. Five favorites have broken from the post. Uh, number seven since 1930. Only two of one. Gallant Fox in 1930 and Street Sense in 2007. Yeah, the number seven post doesn't uh, produce a lot of winners. Number eight, Lone Sailor, last horse to win this from the eight post. This is a lot of dog. <laughs> what, Lone Sailor? Lone Sailor. Yes. You like Lone Sailor? Uh, yeah, he, he he did well at the Louisiana Derby, which is not the Florida Derby. And uh, he actually ran his best time on April 19th. So, so we got a, Tony the, bringing the, it. He's actually one of the biggest dogs in the race. You got a little too. sleeper, yeah. a little action on Lone Sailor. Lone Sailor, wow. yeah. Could be at 50 Eight. to 1, and I'm going to say, you know, yeah, let's grab, go. Grab a little place and show at that. Uh, yeah. Uh, eight, huge price. Eight winners from the eight post. My Nat Bird was the last one in yep. 2009. Oh, man. We, we could have made a lot of money that day. Hoffberg, 20 to 1. David, uh, was it Hasselhoff? Yeah, Hoffberg, yeah. Hoffberg. Last horse to win from the uh, number nine post. Ooh, long time ago. Riva Ridge, 1972. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a late 60s type horse. It was two years old. <laughs> the number nine post position has the longest drought among the first ten starting gates. Toss out the nine. My boy Jack. The 10 hole. Your favorite 10 hole. Wow. All right. So the last horse to win from the 10 hole, uh, Giacomo, 2005. Yep. It was a good horse. But, you know, this is the thing. Nine horses to break from the 10 post have won the Derby since 1930. 11%. Second only to number five. Secretariat was in the number 10 slot. What did I tell you before, Cam? Five and 10. You like five and 10. Yeah, yeah. My That's boy Jack. Between 1980. Yeah, the number 10 horse has only won once, though, since 1992. And that was a 50-to-1 long shot in Giacomo. Still, 10 horses have finished in the money in 29.6% of the races, man. Top among position posts. So if you're looking to play, place or show, let's get a piece of my boy Jack actually, here. I actually like my boy Jack. My boy Jack, Jack has the Jack. most races out of any of these horses so far. He has so the he's most experienced. Races. Yeah, and he has Kent Demereau on the back. Oh, Kent DeSarmo? Yeah, yeah. Yep. DeSarmo, yeah, he's yeah. good. He's a very good jockey. All right. I'm, I'm, uh, these are some great uh, trends here, numbers here. So, Bolt Doro. A lot of people like Bolt Doro. Bolt Doro, the 11 horse. Last time was 1988, winning colors, winning colors and brokers, tip in 1933. The winners to come from the most positions, uh, number 11 or exclusive club. All right. So, 11 is not a good spot here. It, this this guy's going to be the front runner. He's getting out of the box early. they got to chase him down. Yeah. Front runners right. never win the Kentucky Derby. Enticed. Is it enticing, Cam? Not so much. Last horse to win for the 12 hole? Canyon Arrow. <laughs> Man, it is roomy. 1971. Of the, of the gates that have produced winners, number 12, second longest drought. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. young boy he liked his wings I did still do Sebastian Box the modern day David Lee Rock he sure is wow One of the few people that could actually probably uh, oh. like out party us. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, when I was working in a kitchen there, this guy spent a lot of time up north. He was always fired up, ready to go, jumping on tables. He actually bought drinks for everybody in the bar. He closed the bar. Keep like, the song going for you. He What's is amazing. Like that guy. You want to talk about party machine? That guy can't be stopped. No Legendary. Way. You want a skid row, Tony? Oh, uh, Sebastian Bach. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, yes. That is correct. Yeah, we're just saying. I'll never forget. So uh, Skid Row was opened up for Bon Jovi one time, right? And there was his grandmother sitting behind me with two young kids. And he's swearing his head off. And she didn't know what to do. I said, oh, just go get your kids some pizza. When Bon Jovi comes on, it'll be like MTV and you won't have to worry. Oh, she said, thank you. Thank you. Let's go get some pizza, kids. Next time Bon Jovi uh, plays, I think I'm going to go see him. It's basically 21,000 MILFs. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, and it, they wear yeah. all their leather got, clothes. I like I once that. Got onto a, I once got on the subway, and I'm like, holy crap, look at that chick. She's wearing, like, the, you know, leather pants and spandex, the chicks in spandex and racks everywhere. And I'm like, holy crap, that whole train is just hot chicks. And the entire station. I'm like, there's thousands of them. And... Uh, <laughs> Bon Jovi show. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't figure it out. So I finally asked someone. I said, "What's going on tonight? Who's playing?" And they're all Bon Jovi. Thinking, damn. Cammy was a young boy from Mississauga. <laughs> he liked his chicken wings. I fried some up last night, actually. Oh, you guys inspired me. Delicious. Oh, here and we go. now, Cammy, he's got a rent a room to Portuguese Joe. Joe. I like getting paid cash from Joe. <laughs> he brought in a big wad last night. Here's your money. Thanks, Joe. I like a big wad. Yeah, I like it, too. Before he hits the casino, pay your rent. I'm not like Marvin Harrison, though, Gabe. I don't chase my tenants with bats. I just collect. <laughs> Marvin Harrison. Dude's insane. You yeah, know Sebastian what? Sebastian Bach. 
you know, my roommate, he was a singer of Boybot. Not the original singer, but he replaced, uh, he replaced Snake. He and, replaced Snake. Yeah, and he had long blonde hair. He looked just like Sebastian Bach. And uh, he was standing in the gasworks in Toronto. And some dude hit him over the back of the head with a chair. No joke. Seriously. Like some dude came up to him and suckered him. Hit him over the like in the with back a chair. with a chair. And uh, thought it was Sebastian Bach. Because Sebastian Bach used to hang out there. I slept with and his used wife. to do everyone's yeah, girlfriend. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Sounds like a guy who sleeps so, with wives. My buddy's like lying on the ground like, hey, what the F, man? <laughs> a good Sebastian Bach story is, too. You know the strip club, uh, Fillmore's? Yes. It's a strip club in Toronto. It's actually a pretty good place. Very sleazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sebastian Bach, uh, I guess he met his wife there. Yes. So, like, he, you At know, Fillmore's. he's a classic metal singer. So, yeah, he used to go to Fillmore's all the time. And, uh, you know, Skid Row from Jersey, but he's from Toronto. So he used to go to Fillmore's all the time, and he met this chick, and she was a dancer at Fillmore's, and they got married and stuff. I don't think they're together anymore. But uh, <laughs> no they were together for quite a, quite a while, actually, but I don't think they are anymore. But this was just a couple of years ago, man, like two, three years ago. He went back to Fillmore's. So he went to Fillmore's, and uh, they actually had, like, a poster up of of her. Oh, still, yes, and yes. And it said, Sebastian Bach, Skid Row's wife, worked here. Like, they have, like, a Hall of Fame. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this girl yeah. went on to be in a Van Halen video. Yeah. This girl is now whatever. <laughs> like, so there's a poster. It's like, and it said Skid Row. So um, he smashed it. He went in. He said, what the F is this? And he ripped it off the wall, and he smashed it. They called the cops and stuff. Like, Seriously? he's damaging their property. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So, yeah, they called the cops, and they're like, listen, we know you're in Skid Row. We know who you are and yeah. stuff, but you can't be smashing the strip club. He's, a, he's a menace, this yeah, guy. So yeah, they, did, they didn't charge him, but uh, he's banned from Philip Morris. Yeah. He's banned from, from adult entertainment establishments around the land. Are you banned from any strip clubs, Tony? No, I don't go into many. I, I think it's, uh, you know, why pay cheap. for torture? Yeah, you're too cheap. That's why. I was going to say. What do you know? I, I, too I cheap. Come on, man. I'm sure there, there's some fine establishments, I'm sure, in Jacksonville, too. Though. Yeah, I'm sure. As long as the lights are off. <laughs> I went to a strip joint in Kansas City that it, I go in, right? And I, I, I'm sensing something's weird and something's wrong. And then the lady goes to goes to the group. Uh, if you want to buy uh, alcohol, you can go next door. I'm like, what? <laughs> right? And they go, yeah, it's a total nude strip club, and you can't serve alcohol. A total nude. I said, you know what, buddy? I'm out of here. I'm not yeah, sitting but- here watching naked women with no alcohol. I feel like a pervert. I'm out of here. I prefer. I like those places, though. You can bring your own booze. That's good. <laughs> Oh yeah, they didn't know. They That's didn't the offer problem with strip that. clubs: the price of the alcohol. No, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. if you're really allowed to bring expensive. your own alcohol, and you know, then I don't even know how they stay open. I told you, Maranci, though. Uh, fast talking, Mike dated a stripper for a while where we we're in like a younger age. Cause we went out one night to party, and she took a liking to him because he's a real charmer. I'll tell you, man, his wallet was empty. So, like, I'll tell you, they got they got a way like of just being like professional grifters and thieves. Be very, very careful. Things go missing. That's all I'm going to say. 
things well, went missing. She makes more money than he does. What does he have to steal? No, no, she's stealing from him, I'm saying. No, she was just yeah, low but money. How, well, how, but she makes more money than he I does. I don't know. She just wanted more and more and more. Like, you know, he used to do sales. Like, she, was, uh, she used to steal. <laughs> Like Chill Olsteen's wife. So it doesn't mean that all strippers steal. No, I'm just saying Because they're the one chick. Bad experience. I dated a though. lot of strippers. They never stole anything oh, from okay. me. okay. It's bad, bad experience then. <laughs> Didn't they steal your pride? Your pride? No, they just, <laughs> one of them stole my heart. We'll come to break. No, but dating, dating strippers is an intense experience. It probably is. No, I'm not going to state that, yeah, I mean. I wouldn't trust uh, a stripper I meet in Vegas with my bank account. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I would because I don't have anything in my bank account. <laughs> she could have my bank card. Like, well, what difference would it make? <laughs> Good yeah, point. Honestly. Like, what, what when I was married, my, my ex-wife used to treat my bank card like a slot machine. She would just go and get money out of it and hope to hell it, it actually came out. <laughs> I've told the story before. Somebody broke into my father's house and stole his credit card and uh, – it got rejected at the store, which is gold. The guy went through all the trouble to break in and steal someone's credit card and uh, got rejected because yeah. there was no money on it. <laughs> Seriously, eh? It even, was over. Even got, like, the pin and everything, too, and then, but there was, it was no over. Money you didn't need a pin in the old days. Oh, they just only, sign over? They only started this uh, credit card pin number stuff where it's like a debit card recently. Last couple of years. Yeah. And you know what it was? It was basically, speaking of grifters and scammers, it was basically... Um, it was businesses that were ripping people off the most, Cam. I knew a chick, man. I knew a chick that was a bartender. She'd get your credit card oh, and book d- a trip oh, to Jamaica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, seriously. Yeah, screw I'd, a couple I'd extra drinks. Uh, I'd see her, man. Like, they'd, they'd take money out. and uh, It's insane. Like, exactly. You go to some of these strip clubs in the old days, they would do that to you. Like, they'd see Rob a you. They would know. Like, a guy like me. It's a little different. It's true. So maybe, you know, fast-talking Mike was a mark to her, right? Yeah. Maybe she just thought he was an idiot. Good call. She thought I was an idiot and he was an easy dude to hustle, right? So, I don't know. Chicks either look at me and think I'm street smart or better if they look at him and go, man, that guy's poor. So, uh, you know, they, they're not going to waste their time <laughs> with this stuff. But, <laughs> but, like, the big, you know, the strip clubs, there's all kinds of scams that they'll hit on you. For sure. Like, they'll look for the wedding ring, right? So they'll know there's a wedding ring. And that's a good guy to hit. It's a yeah, oh, because that, you rip off the guy that's married. What's he going to do? Black calling the cops. Exactly. What's, sound, what, what's he going to do? You said it. That's a blackmail opportunity right there. Yeah, what are you There's so do? many things you could do. All right, the Call chick, the wife. Do this. She could hit him up. Like he could say, "I only got six songs. No, yeah, no you got no, fourteen. Songs. Exactly. You got a problem? Yeah, extortion. Yeah, you know what I mean. You go down the list. The other big one the strippers will do is they'll order drinks. So. You think, yeah. well, I'm going to, you know, get this chick drink, drunk yeah. and loosen up the conversation. You're paying. What she does, though, <laughs> like you order a bottle, what she'll do is when you're not looking, if you go to the bathroom or something, she'll pour the booze into like a plant. And then, oh, you got to order another yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Because she's getting a commission on the booze sales. And then God knows, like, remember in the old days, Tony, remember it was called Solid Gold. Remember oh, the yeah. scandal with the NBA players? They were, yeah. they, were ex- yeah. they were nailing NBA players. Pat Basically, Ewing. like. Yeah, Patrick Ewing got charged like eighty thousand dollars. And if you're an NBA yeah. player, Cam, they have a little bit more credit on their card. For than you sure, do. they do unlimited. Yeah, yeah. Like if I got nailed, it's like yeah. After like fifteen hundred yeah, bucks, tap sorry, out, tap sorry, out. baby, the cards get rejected. Exactly. Patrick Ewing's card, he's got the gold card, Cam. So these chicks would know. Yeah, they would know which NBA players were married and stuff. 
and just say, Larry, you know what? Let's nail this guy. Charge nine thousand to his card. What's he gonna do? Exactly. What's he gonna do? Nothing. That's exact. Nothing. He's gonna do nothing. They have to shut the club down. Seriously, because there's just too much, up. too much stuff going. They, down. they were they were ripping off professional athletes so much. Wow. So you know what? You are right. Right. strippers, but uh, no, you know what? It's not just all strippers. It's the the club and sort of the scene. Yeah, yeah. It's but yeah. not every uh, not no, every. No, you know what, no, I don't want to paint uh, everybody with the same brush. I'm just saying. I mean, dude, there's strippers in Vegas who are driving around Ferraris. For sure, yes. they're making five thousand, ten thousand dollars. High priced escorts. They're yeah. doing quite quite well. Like not yeah, only as long as you don't, as long as you can lay off the not only. They would they not steal your bag. They wouldn't want to touch your bag. Yeah, like, yeah. They wouldn't look at it. They'd yeah. be like, yeah. what's in the bag? Stay away from the bag. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's got germs. You could yeah, make like some you money, though, well, if you can Stormy lay off Daniels. the drugs, right? Look at Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels yeah. is not a dumb girl, Tony. She's not all no. coked up, and she's a businesswoman. No. She sure is. Lisa you know? Ann. She's a businesswoman. Look at Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann's a multimillionaire. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah. Savvy. Tony brought up a good point. You keep it clean, right, buddy? And yep. then the, the money starts rolling. Yeah, it's, it's once you got to get in a habit. That's 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 the problem. The problem is it's hard to keep it clean after you've been jizzed on all week by a bunch of scumbags. Perfect <laughs> <Good> point. <laughs> good. That's very true. You end up. Yeah, you start to think about how how did my week go down today? You end I up might want to do this. You might, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Suddenly that Xanax and the bottle yeah. of booze isn't looking so bad, right? You're right. You got to shut it off. You got man. the money, but it's like, man, yeah, that guy's you, a loser. You, you, I, yeah. I read a great uh, Jenna Jameson's got a really good book. What are you doing, Tony? Tony, you got a fire going on there? Are you crumbling no, you know what wood? I did? Paper for wood? What's um, I opened <laughs> some great. I'm just looking at it. I opened up some great nice. value sour cream and onion potato chips. Oh, great value. Yeah, the 88 yes. cent kind. Where'd yes. you get them at the Wind Dixie? Yeah. What's your grocery uh, no. store down there, Tony? No, I, I actually got them at Walmart on, me, today. Oh, Walmart, Walmart. Yeah, he, yeah, Tony ain't going to Whole Foods. What's that? No, I know. That's why I said Wind Dixie. That's yeah. a big I've got a whole, I go to Whole Foods on oh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays, chickens. <laughs> great value. It, chickens on sale on Tuesdays at Whole Foods. That's the only time That's right. It's in, uh, yeah, the Dome Chicken. They have one day a week where they give you the good deal, Tony. Good call. Uh, yeah. I think people are starting to uh, listen right now and uh, realize that uh, being a talk show host isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about getting, cent, well, but we're not getting jizzed chips. on. No. No, you're eating, you're eating potato chips. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trade-off. <laughs> little snack. No jizz. Sour cream and onion instead. The jizz comes off. The money stays. That's true. <laughs> nothing, nothing than a quick shower catch. You're, you're right, though, man. Like, if you're, you bring up a great point. Like, you're taking shafts all week from strangers and stuff. You do. You need to do something to turn it off. Like, I don't. You're right. Popping pills or booze or something. Like, if you're not, I don't know what kind of person you are because hell, you're. Like, I, I don't know. That's that's. Well, nuts. no, we're not even kidding on that. No, you're I'm right. not kidding. I'm actually being dead serious. I'm saying you would have yeah, to. Yeah, because a lot like, of, a lot of women to get into it. They'll make money for a year or two. And then sort of the sheer regret will kick yeah. in. Like, oh, my God, what have I done? I'm getting yeah. out of this. I don't like this. It's disgusting or whatnot. But others, I don't know. Others are making enough money, and it's a business, and it's a little bit different, right? But that's a ruthless industry, man. It's a ruthless industry, Cam. I know uh, Cam is uh, considered becoming a male porn uh, actor in the past. <laughs> Big red. <laughs> Red in bed. That would be a good uh, movie for you. Red in bed. <laughs> Started out right with a red in I, bed. Yeah, I just come in there with a barrel of fried chicken. Hey, are you ready to party? With Big Red. <laughs> Let's rock. Well, you remember our boy. You remember our boy. Uh, you remember our boy. Uh, 
Uh, Mike, what was his name? D'Amico. Oh, DeMarco. DeMarco. Oh, yeah, yeah. DeMarco, DeMarco, DeMarco yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've know, I known Crazy Mike for a while. Yeah, yeah, Crazy Mike. Cam knows a lot of Mikes, and they all have great nicknames, Tony. Yeah, but you know this guy, Crazy too. Mike, Fast Talking Mike. Mike. <laughs> so Big Mike. So, yeah. <laughs> so Crazy Mike. Yeah, the guy's betting like $8,000 that he doesn't have on, like, preseason games. So, you know, yep. the guy's like one of the biggest degenerate betters that we've ever met in our lives. And that's, that's saying something. That really is saying something. Yeah. Like, this yes. guy, even me, I was like, dude, man, like, yeah. you why did you do that? $20,000 like, on a Patriots-Eagles preseason game. Yeah, and then he would tell the mob to go F themselves. Like, he was really – so, he's really over the top. And um, he he actually was in financial trouble. And yes, basically, he told me. He said – he told the story on the air. He said, yeah, I needed money. I owed a bookie and stuff. And – uh I did. Uh, I did porn. He goes. I'm not proud of it, but uh, I did porn. And see, he was in like two, three movies and stuff. And his stories were freaking hilarious about how like uh, the chick hated him. <laughs> He's like one of the chicks hated him, and like they were doing it like outdoors and like oh. man, like he had field, rocks, field scenes, yeah, like, nature sex. Yeah, he basically like hit his he hit his unit on like a rock and stuff like. <laughs> He's like, man, like, we were, like, he goes, it was terrible, man. Like, he goes, it's not as easy as people think. <laughs> so I asked him why he didn't do it. He said it wasn't enough money. He only got, like, $500 a scene or something like that. It's funny. My, my old uh, tenant, Slim, he did the same thing. He owed money from a furniture company that got, he got a little bit uh, out of whack, and the percentage rate was 30.5 with those bad credit cards. So he ended up owing, like, eight nine $9,000. Same thing. Did a porno. Pay it off. I have a buddy of mine, the same guy that was in Voivod, actually. Yep. He uh, he always wanted to be a male porno actor, and he actually did it. I don't even think they paid him. Like, he volunteered. He was like, <laughs> hey. he was like I'll come down and I'll do it. I'm the guy. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm going to have a chip now. Cheaper than a hooker. Yep.